0: Heyo, good morning, uh, hello, and welcome to Reanimated, episode 286, Good Grief. And uh, my name's Stuart, this is the podcast about all things zombie, joining me from uh, New York, the epicenter of America, A.J. Conrad. Hello. Good day. Good day. What's new in your neck of the woods there, A.J.?
1: Well, in the good news category, they've opened up vaccines to everybody 30 and over here, and... Uh, all of my friends, uh, anybody who you know, obviously I don't have. I don't have teenage friends, apparently. But um, anybody who is thirty and over have that I know of have been able to get appointments. Um, they opened up a massive number of them, especially at like the big sites like Java Center and things like that. That's
0: crazy. Thirty and over, no problem getting appointments. That's, uh, nope,
1: not that's at this point. Pretty impressive. Um, I think it remains to be seen whether they actually, you know whether you see them going through, but it seems like they've got things going pretty well. On Friday, they had the highest number of vaccinations uh, that they had conducted to date, so it was 93,000 in, in a day. Um, hey. so, so progress probably just in there. the city
0: or in the whole state?
1: Um, I think just in the city. Wow. Um, or maybe it was the whole That, that may be New York State. Um, so... So that's super positive news. Um, On the not-so-positive side, uh, they did a whole thing with the variants um, specific to Pfizer. And the British variant that we had seen kind of making the rounds, there's a really good... uh, The vaccines are are effective at dealing with that. Not-so-great news is that the variant that they are seeing in uh, South America, specifically in Brazil, which seems to be becoming the more dominant variant, it is not so good at that. So um, hopefully... They're they're developing boosters and things like that, but that is part of why people need to be safe um, and be careful. But we're not seeing a ton of that going on here. I think everybody's like woohoo, vaccination, and we're done. Um, but you know, I think it is hopeful. So I'm focusing on the the optimistic news um just because it is optimistic and it is good but um definitely kind of worried like it feels like we're sort of on the brink of getting out of this thing but we could pretty much go right down to it if like if none of these things none of these vaccines are effective against the newest variants um and always
0: full of the sunshine and uh, i know and-
1: but on Good the times. other on the other side of things, um, just sort of the more recent data that came out about both Pfizer and Moderna um, was that you know you're you're pretty much ninety percent uh, covered for the most part um, if you get both facts both doses of the vaccination and then um, they think based upon the data that they have that 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 lasts probably about eight to nine months. Um, in terms of at that point maybe needing a booster or something else, so um, the vaccination game game is not over yet. And I guess my only concern is just seeing how much it's been to roll out this. Um, and again, they'd have it in place, and hopefully they're developing all these things. But um, I just I think people are going to get fatigued pretty easily, so I'm I'm just worried that it's going to just kind of keep keep rolling along. But um, but ultimately pretty positive news. And in terms of vaccine effectiveness, th- these numbers are kind crazy um we don't normally see this effective i mean usually they're pretty happy if they're around 50 percent effective so um so the fact that it has such a high um effectiveness rate is pretty good so so that's that yeah. um uh how are you doing fun, what's fun going things? on what's going on out there
0: well you know just uh, trudging along uh, indoor dining and stuff like that's opened up uh, i think go county by county in california and everybody's kind of in a different situation (laughs) got some uh i think uh, newsom said that some people were going to be uh basically completely unlocked pretty soon like every everything is open everything is is good to go but these are popular these are counties with really low populations Hmm. i um i I think is the idea um yeah it seems like we're doing okay i don't feel like we have a surge going on although you see one happening in michigan right now that's a little bit uh disheartening um I, yeah, I think, you know, I, I'm also personally just feeling a lot of fatigue with, with COVID and yeah. trying to keep it all on lockdown. We've, we have went back to school this week for the kids, for, for my uh, first grader, so he's back in class and... um You know, he's he's happy to be in school like (laughs) he he didn't love school for kindergarten. So he's he's like, oh, yeah, this is way better than Zoom school. Zoom school is garbage. So I think it's making an immediate effect.
1: Well, and kids really need to hang, you know, like it's a social thing. Like kids really need to hang out with each other. So. I'm not shocked yeah. to hear that he's loving that. Um, my, you know, so the surge though in Michigan, also surging in Vermont. And Vermont had been a state that had been very successful in keeping all. They've this... never made
0: the headlines for COVID yeah, really um, before.
1: They're currently seeing the highest rates ever. Um, and my poor sister, who is an am- amazing person at the job that she does, um, she's a palliative care nurse. Um, basically, virtually, like so many of her cases at the moment are all COVID related. And that is kind of, it's just truly exhausting um, to see and super frustrating because, you know, especially if you're trying to be so careful and keep your family safe and whatever, and then you see all these cases, it's just it's super depressing. So um, hopefully, they'll be able to get that under control. Um, that said, they, they did roll out the vaccination to everybody um, much earlier than other states, probably because they're smaller. But um, um, everybody in my family that is up there is is at least on shot one, which is really happy news. So that's nice. Good.
0: Um, yeah. Well, what's not so happy news, H.A., is that um, I, I don't know if I would say that, it, uh, that we are like out of line on Reanimated, but you and I, we reviewed last week's episode, uh, episode 21 of Walking Dead, the extended season. And we were like, yeah, you know, it was a pretty interesting episode. Carol chased a rat and made soup, and Daryl fixed his bike and and got into, had a bad day in the woods, right? I don't remember either of us saying like this was a garbage episode.
1: Well, we didn't because I don't, I still, I, I don't looked, think we felt that way. I saw, all, I saw all these reviews and I and I saw people losing their minds over this and I don't necessarily agree. So, you know, maybe yeah. we have the outlier opinion on this, but we're also, I don't want to say we're like weirder fans of these kinds of shows, but some of the things that you and I like is to see sort of like the the normal daily something. We don't always like yeah. to see the super crazy set pieces in terms of that, which I know lots of Case people love point. to Night
0: Eats the World, the guy just counting his that's, food. We you were know, like, oh, counting
1: food, amazing uh, scene. You totally read my mind, because that's <laughs> exactly what I was going to bring up. And in yeah. fact, when I was reading these uh, these reviews, I was like, well, I guess we are showing what kind of fans Stuart and I are. <laughs> and we're I guess consistent. we're just... Yeah, we're consistent we're... in our weirdness um, in terms of liking the minutiae. Um, but, um, and I, you know, look... I think that, um, and it's exact, I stand by what we said before, which is that I think that the pandemic has actually, um allowed for some real examination of different characters and relationships between characters um, on, a, on various shows, but specifically The Walking Dead, you don't often get this kind of detail I- like in on one character just because it's such a massive cast and they have to give different people time, so I've actually, again I'm su- super enjoying it, I stand by my opinion on this episode and, yeah. you know, I, I welcome people who disagree to, to email and talk about it, I don't really you know, I'm, I'm fine if other people have opinions on it but
0: you know I, I think yeah i think what we're looking at here is certainly in the case of eric kane who uh with forbes has been a pretty vocal yeah. uh, cr- critic of of late late seasons of the walking dead although he used to love fear of the walking dead Remember yeah it, he did list?
1: which is he, again <laughs> i have to say i i give him a bit of a side eye on that because he loved fear in a way that nobody else did so
0: he loved fear so much yeah. in like season two and three of fear it was like it's the best show ever. Uh, that was him and Paul Tassi though too. I might be conflating yeah. the two of them. But so Eric Kane, as a as a critic, loves action. I think, and mm-hmm. when you don't have like massive zombie action scenes, he's like, well, this is garbage. And I think there's more to the story to tell than just that. And you and I, I think, are being way more forgiving of COVID's uh, era filming, where we're like, okay, so they they can't put people together, they can't have a huge cast on screen, and we are aware of that and a little more forgiving of it than folks who are like, well, this isn't the walking dead that I know. And so I'm, I'm going to throw it out the window, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that, I think that also we had like four, five bad weeks of watching terrible well, things. I was about to say, we another.
1: we may have been primed just to love anything that comes out related to <laughs> walking dead. But again, I still think I would feel the same way. Um, and I even feel like these episodes, especially if you think about fear, the walking dead and what we just sort of, dealt with in terms of the the world beyond um i still think that the writing and the direction is excellent i'm still very much team angela and i'm not gonna back down from that opinion um i also think that in part that episode we we know that there is a side project coming up with these two and i think that um Maybe this is helping set up a little bit of that, and maybe that's why they they were delving into that. Um, but I I definitely did not have a vitriol and hate for this that apparently some people did. So, <laughs> anywho, um, on on with the show I suppose. Um, and um, the funny thing is is that the you you found this thing that, a think piece comparing the Walking Dead with the ship of Theseus, and in fact I, Bill and I just finished watching uh, Wandavision. Yeah, uh, where there was the end uh, monologue about the ship of Theseus. Um, it's the year
0: of the ship of Theseus. Yes, and, apparently. and
1: the vision. Um, And he and I had this long conversation about the ship of Theseus after that. Uh, so it's just kind of funny that you found this.
0: The, the gist of this article is saying, look, if you started walk- watching Walking Dead in season one and now we're here, is it even the Walking Dead anymore? Which is like the premise of, you know, ship of Theseus. If you've replaced all the planks of wood, uh, and all the rivets and bolts, you've rebuilt the ship entirely. Is it still the ship of Theseus if it's just built in its image? Right. Um, and, and, of course, the answer is kind of who cares. Uh, if if you still like the show, then you're still watching a show called The Walking Dead, and it's cool. Right. If you if you think that the show is bad now, then you probably don't think it's the ship of Theseus. Uh, well... It's, it's not quite the same response that, that Vision came up with, which was you are and you're not all at the same time. Um, and, I, you know, to me, I'm just like do you like the show? Then who cares if it if it's the same exact right. show? Because it's well, been 10 years.
1: It's been 10 years. I also have to point out that this is a common, I don't know, like, this is a common question, discussion point um, with graphic novels in general. Um, if you look at um, any of, like, the Marvel Universe, or if you look at, you know, like, and this, this particular graphic novel series in general, like, you, to keep, something like this going as long as it did and, and, um, it's just an enormous amount of material and storylines and things like that things are going to change and you are going to go into these sort of like different branches of storylines and characters um i think especially and this is much more so in sort of like you know um like x-men and there's all sorts of different and and, you know sort like like the the mcu especially they have like all the the multiverse and all that kind of thing and there's all these different storylines well you know, to keep some of these stories going, you have to draw on, like, new, new, like, uh, characters, new story arcs, um, y- character arcs, like, and you're not going to be able to maintain that with just, it's like a serial story. So you're not going to be able to just maintain the same old thing all along. People get bored that way. Um, and also, you have to have some conflict. And this is just kind of and especially when you do a show like this where they basically had to sort of pick and choose what they would do um what was the walking dead graphic novel what was the walking dead show Um,
0: yeah they made some changes and but it's also a show where you kill off the cast like that's part of the story that's part of the narrative
1: and you know and i know it's hard it's hard for especially when when characters become beloved um but you have to kind of keep that conflict going or then you don't have a show anymore Um, and so I don't know like I think that people are being a little bit a little bit harsh in terms of this thing and any show that goes on for 10 years you know you have you have a moment where you're gonna have to like pivot and do different things and we've seen that with different showrunners Um, we even I mean a lot of what we talked about fear the
0: walking dead that is no ship of Theseus no
1: no Um, and so we you know even when we were talking last week about the different showrunners and the and how hard it is to kind to keep a cohesive um, feel and um, to keep certain characters going. And honestly, like, look at what's happened with some of the main actor, like our, like, like we've we had pe- we've had people just burn out, and can you really blame them? This is like 10 years of a pretty grueling schedule, like th- like doing a show like this is pretty hard, like if you are an actor, you get this, yes, it is a plum gig especially if you're looking for just consistent work um, and obviously we've got characters and actors in the show that basically made their bones with this show, um, but you get burned out, and we've seen this and then they write them off the show and and it's hard especially when it's like say like really big characters like rick and michonne right Uh, so i just think that they have to pivot and figure out what they're going to do and look they are wrapping this particular like like branch of the show up we know this um and i think that they're trying to give their due to certain characters and give them enough screen time so that People can get used to that idea. So anyway, um, I, I I have no issue with what they're doing, especially when now that Angela has taken over the reins, I think she does a fantastic job at. To me, it's not just about like sort of. Um, it's not about showing sort of cell by cell of a specific graphic novel. Um, it's getting the sort of idea of the show. And, and examining the different ideas within whatever, whatever storyline you're going with and the characters. And she's done that. And she's been consistent with that. And I, it's part of why I'm such a big fan of hers is that I think she's really talented at driving those storylines forward, um, into a place where I personally agree with. So, um, But again, it's it's kind of, of well, and it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a really difficult thing to do to keep this going for a decade. Like that's unheard of, you know, especially a show like this. So I don't know. What are you thinking?
0: yeah I think like when you we, we so we still have you know part of the premise of this piece is like there's only like one or two actors left from first season, and that's that's Daryl and Carol, basically, and they are oh, in Maggie. such a different place than they were at the beginning, and Daryl and Carol I mean Carol was on the in the books, Daryl certainly wasn't I don't know if Carol's character went as far as she has in the in the show. Uh, Maggie came around second season. Right? Oh, you're so, right. You're right. She was uh, second season. Like they are, they're it. Like you've been describing uh, over the time, to- over this period of time, human actors have other things they want to do. Like Denai Guerrero is like, I could be an Oscar winning uh, screenwriter for uh, for instance, or she's like got a, I don't know if she's on her way to an EGOT, but she's like big in stage as well as screen. Uh, and you've got you know, Carl or um Chandler Riggs basically kinda of getting fired off the show because yeah. he wasn't he was phoning it in and you're just like, Yeah, you know, you're you're dealing with child actors, you you got uh, what kid is supposed to put like the first half of the half of his life into right. this show? Um so there's a lot of very reasonable um things happening and the show isn't what it was when it started and that's okay. And I you know, asked and answered. I think we're we're good there. Um so sh- you, should we move into Here's Negan, which is the 22nd oh, yeah. episode of season 10?
1: Yeah, I think we which should. Which
0: is been a, a crazy number. It's the last one of the extended season and um and it yeah, it feels it doesn't necessarily feel like a season um season finale for The Walking Dead. But it definitely tees up some good stuff. Uh, this is directed by Laura Belzy and written by David Names, David Leslie Gold, uh, Johnson McGoldrick. Um, and so it, it's, it's a very, as you might expect, it's a very uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan heavy piece. There's a little bit of Melissa McBride as Carol and uh, Lauren Cohan, Cohan is in it, R, uh, not RJ, but um, Herschel Ree. And an, uh, an extra called Barbara. Do we know who Barbara is? Have we ever met Barbara before?
1: Uh, no. I, I feel like we probably have, but it was just sort of an odd thing to throw <laughs> well, in there. It was,
0: it was just a sick burn to, to Negan for, for uh, Maggie to be like, oh, hi, Barbara. Yep. And and Negan standing right next and to Barbara. So not
1: hi, Negan. <laughs> not hi to you,
0: Negan. I'm in middle school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... I'm I'm curious to see where they take the relationship between these two. It will be interesting. Um, I don't I wasn't I was listening to Angela Kang's, you know, outro. They were she was saying like what they she was kind of explaining what the looks were that they were sharing at the very end of the episode. And I don't know that I was 100 percent on board with what she was saying. It looked a little more hostile to me. Than what sh- than her interpretation, which was yeah, things are going to have to change if we're going to make this work, or something along those lines, was Angela's kind of rosy mm. outlook. Did you did you have the same vibe?
1: No, not quite. <laughs> so, yeah. um,
0: looked a little more um, those malice. I felt like in both of their faces a little bit.
1: There was a little bit, but you know, I you know maybe there's a tacit truth somewhere in there. I don't know.
0: Maybe we'll see. Uh, it's overall, I would say a good, a good, a good article, a good episode. Um, and, and, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's wife, Heather Burton, is that Hillary, name?
1: Hillary, Hillary Burton.
0: She, uh, she gets to play Lucille and I think does a pretty good job and they do have some nice, um.
1: They do have a lot of chemistry, these two.
0: Yeah, obviously, I guess it's, but even as actors, I wonder if they go home and like, run scenes or something. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, on top of the the people I mentioned, there's actually a fair amount of actors in this episode. There's a guy called Franklin. Uh, freaking Laura is in this episode. Yep. Yeah, even Laura, played by Lindsley Register, shows up in this episode, raising some serious questions for me, like, is she the first savior after Negan starts? Like, yeah. and, and the episode doesn't really delve into the beginning of the saviors. It's really just... It's a Negan origin story, Uh, Negan as we knew him as a savior. But she clearly is in the episode. Yep. And it was nice to see her because I always I honestly felt like they never developed her character enough. I was kind of interested to see where she would go. But she was um, sadly thrown into a wall and a jail cell bar by Beta and um, did not survive, even though she was kind of a badass. And she has a great neck tattoo.
1: Yeah. Um, but again, I think they may, maybe they will do something a little bit more with the origin of, uh, the saviors here because they do show her and they show, it was definitely a little bit of a tease because she is a very different person when he first encounters her, um, but it may be because of the things that happened to her because of him in this episode that maybe, uh, she ends up being one of the first saviors. Um,
0: I would say she has a very different mission, but she still cl- uh, clocks him over the head with the bat that will become Lucille. She
1: does, but she's also... Um, but
0: so, she, So, I mean, she shows, obviously, a willingness to to lay out some some harm um, when he first encounters her. That's right.
1: Um, but we'll see. But, um, anyway, I, I do think that um, this is... Uh, the, sort of the start of this episode is somewhat, I don't want to say humorous, but it is a little bit because it's like Carol's taking him, you know, after has, <laughs> he has his weird sort of interaction, non-hello with Maggie. Um, Carol's like taking him into the woods, almost like she's like letting a dog go free or something like that. Like, oh, it's,
0: yeah, very much that like that. It's an eviction without telling you, you that you're getting evicted, right? She's just right. like, oh. Here's this nice cabin. Let's go inside. Here's all your stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and he's like, oh, how nice of you to move me in here, and um, and you know, he's Negan is not a dumb guy, and and she kind of gives a, him this thing that the Councils voted ban- to ban- banish him, and he's very quick to the the draw here, and is like, yeah, did they decide or are you deciding? And so it's it's like you know, and she's kind of like, oh, I'm sorry, and she's got like a very like sort of like. I have to say, um, in this particular episode, just how she's acting towards him, you kind of want to wipe that smile off her face. She's being very smirky and like, whatever, I don't like you, but I'm, I'm, I know that I, I don't know, in some ways I kind of think she's trying to, um, also maybe banish evidence of her semi-bad decisions. Um. Yeah, like wh-
0: any, any, she was the one who let him out of jail. She's right. She was the one who promised him that she would get him, like, access to Alexandria and, and, um you know, talk him up to the people and let him be accepted. So she made all these promises earlier in season 10, I think, and then totally reneged on them and, and decided to go, like... Go you know, on a vision quest after the completion of the Let's Kill Alpha mission, right? And and so I think this is kind of a a dick move on her part. She is not following through. She acknowledges it in the, in her yeah, interaction but she's with, almost uh, like, with them right now.
1: <laughs> but she's almost like tough. It's like, hey, I know that you ended up having to sleep with that creepy whisperer woman, but yeah. you know, it's all it's all good now. We're forgetting about that now, and you'll just sit in this cabin. It'll be great. Um, They're putting way
0: more emphasis on the fact that he participated in the attack on um, right. Hulltop. Right. For some reason, like not for some reason, because a lot of people died in the raid on Hilltop. And for some reason, they attribute the success of that attack to, to him, on, to Negan's participation. And he was I, I don't know that like, yeah, they had a huge horde of zombies.
1: Right. Like, I don't know that that was on him. But um, the and... one
0: thing I might I might say is when um, they found a couple of Hilltop scouts being hanged at the side of the road and Daryl was like, it's Negan. Negan did this. Um, that was the thing I think that would the, like that was maybe an act that he had a hand. I don't know that that's the case though. Daryl was the one who jumped to that conclusion very quickly. But yeah, I'm not so sure that as much of this blame for Hilltop really needs to land on his shoulders, except that he was undercover with the Whisperers during that time. But he felt more like a foot soldier than anything else.
1: Yeah. You know? but, yeah.
0: After the after the battle, Beta's like, go and collect the herd. Like he's he's being given, you know.
1: Yeah, and Very, I mean, he was, and, and look, he was in deep cover, like, clearly. Yeah. But and, so
0: deep that nobody knew except for Carol. Right,
1: so then again, it's like, I don't know, I just think he was in a lose-lose situation in this whole oh, thing. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, this, this lovely little cabin that he ends up in um, gives us some time. For him to dive back into his memories, and they have him basically talking to his savior self, which I did kind of like seeing the savior Negan make a pop up, and just it's kind of interesting because the um, contrast between Negan now and savior Negan are pretty significant. Um, yeah, Negan and Negan f-
0: now, remember, has been in jail for at least six years or something. Yeah, I think five or six years. Like it has a long time has gone by, and he's lost. Everything, and I really like the things that he said to uh, his the vision of himself right before he did the stupid thing and broke probably the only glass that he had in his cabin. He like, What's he going to drink out of now? I know. Uh, is, you're a clown, a cult of personality without a cult. And I yep. thought those were um, well-written. They could have come off a little bit too stiff, but he, uh, Morgan delivers them really nicely. He does it,
1: and not only do they do an amazing job at showing Savior Negan, and current Negan. But then when we go back into his sort of like <laughs> retrospective, we also see a different like Negan at the start of all of this, at the start of the, the zombie apocalypse. And mm-hmm. it, they do. I thought I felt like they did a really good job um, at showing him then. And, and there are you, you definitely get that he is a different person at that point in like time.
0: There's like five different versions of him in this yeah. episode. And, and I didn't like really all of them as much. Um, but. I I like that you could see shades of him in almost all of them. Like, There's there's all these different versions of Negan. But and, and you're like, okay, so now he's kind of a combo of all of the Negans that we got to see in this in this episode in a way.
1: Right. Um, uh, but
0: I, The one I wasn't like a huge fan of is like simpering, apologetic Negan. I don't know that you're supposed to like him, but his hair is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, I liked his floral shirts, but I was just like, wow, which who who is this guy? You know, in some of those uh, it was it, during the apocalypse. But while he's just feeling really bad about the person he had been, those episodes were or that those scenes were well, sometimes a little hard.
1: I think that um, they they were showing that mainly because we never see Negan in that level of vulnerability, right. and we never yeah. see him apologize, rarely. Yeah. Um, and this is him definitely being beholden to another person or grateful for another person and really just, not. I don't want to say groveling, but um, absolutely... You know he is in a spot that we have never seen him before, and I think that that may he may have gone they may have gone a little over the top with it, but I did feel like it showed something very different with him. Um, it was
0: mostly his hair that I had. Yeah, uh, his hair was with. a little
1: his hair was. It a little was kind of
0: weird and feathery and sticking up, and then when he goes into badass mode, it's all slicked back. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like, whoa, night and day, uh, your hair tells so much of a story. here. <laughs> um, but, we're, we're, you know, like, what did you think of him going out and trying to dig up uh, Lucille? Like, there's a really quick flashback of him asking Michonne what they've done with the bat. And she's like, oh, still out there.
1: Yeah. What uh, Did I you, think, um, you think of that? You know, I think that he is in his head um, and in the p- place where he is right now. I think he needed some closure and that is attached to a very specific time when he became Negan, basically, Mm -hmm. the Negan that we knew, um, and eventually the savior Negan. And um, I think that uh, I'm not shocked that he went and did that. I'm a little shocked that he didn't do it earlier, honestly. Um, But, you know, this, given where he is right now, it makes sense to me. And I kind of liked how that sort of closed the loop on that particular story, because basically, I mean, I, my whole thought process until like, it actually happened in the episode, but, um, I was just sort of like, well, the bat definitely wouldn't be, if it's been out there for like six years, even if it's like treated, that wood is not going to be okay at this point. Yeah, um,
0: it's been rained on. It's been yeah, yeah
1: in the dirt, um, in the dirt. So, you know, I think just him sort of going back throughout these memories and kind of bit of it's a little bit of therapy for him he's got to come to a place where he is he's clearly not going to be savior Negan again but maybe he's a little bit of a combo of some different things here and yeah it'll um, be really
0: interesting to see now that we've seen that retrospective where he's going <laughs> to go from here but um when okay I have a one big question that are, the biggest question I have that arises from this episode is when he's he's dug up the bat he's looking at it and then we have the, our first flashback and it's 12 years ago yeah 12 years, H.A. Yep. 12 years is, I think, about two years longer than anybody has thought that the pand- uh, the apocalypse has been going on. Yep. Uh, and I will refer you to um, Fandom website, which has a, there, there's a timeline, series timeline, um, that is, you know, it's volunteer and fan deduced, but it goes back 10 and a half years as uh and they've they've uh, kept it up to date through episode 20 I think it's the one where Gabriel and, and um, Aaron are on the road find one more one more so at, at the end of one more they think it's been 3804 days which is about 10 and a, half, a little less than 10 and a half years mm-hmm. and if you look at uh, also on with the walking yeah the walking dead fandom fan deduced wiki Judith is 10 years old Yep. And as we know, this show begins, oh, uh, I don't know, a few weeks before Judith's conception, if
1: mm-hmm. you will.
0: So, you know, at most, we're talking 11, uh, 11 and a half years, maybe, or 11 years. So, very interesting mm-hmm. to see twelve mo- uh, 12 years ago, he is already in the apocalypse. And then we go back another seven months and six weeks even. Mm-hmm. And it, when we're seven months and six weeks in the past, it is, we're hearing zombie attacks on the radio when yeah. um, uh, Lucille's listening to it in the car uh, and talking about her diagnosis. So I don't know if... What were, you, were you tweaking out about all that stuff too?
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, it seems sort of weird that they did go that far back because it didn't seem to match up to me. But I don't know. I guess you could make some arguments that maybe it wasn't as far-reaching, maybe it wasn't like an immediate thing, Uh, maybe they were in an area where they started, it was more gradual, I don't know, but agreed, it was. It seemed a little bit... um, I was trying to do the math too, and the only thing that I could think is that maybe where we are currently with them is a little bit further along than we thought, which they did kind of move things forward, so... Yeah, Um, I I was also going by I was also going by Judah's age, but then I'm like, well, I don't know. We haven't talked about her age in a bit. (laughs) So I guess possible, but agree. It felt a little like "Mm, I'm not sure about this, but, you know,
0: I mean, obviously, they're the show. (laughs) They get to they get to decide how long it's been and where we are in the timeline. But I think it's just interesting that I don't know. Yeah, like, obviously, as I'm saying, the. The um fans were kind of under the impression that we're ten years or so in. They're adding another two and a half years onto the timeline. It could definitely have shown up in the big time jump or mm-hmm. since then. And um you know, none the wiser. But I thought that was quite quite yeah. fascinating. Because when I saw twelve years earlier, I was like, Oh, so we're gonna go way back to when he's like a car salesman. Yeah. Turns out he wasn't a car salesman, he was a gym teacher. Gym teacher
1: or Did we know ex- that before? Um, I don't I f- I don't know that they have mentioned it before, but maybe we missed it. Um, they have left. He, you know, we did know about his wife because he yeah. had talked. To, he had talked about that story. At least we knew about the cancer piece. Um, I thought
0: he had said that his wife died of cancer before the apocalypse.
1: Well, so in the graphic novels, she dies in a hospital bed, like she's dying. You know, so I think they've retrofitted this story um, to give you a nice little backstory with Negan. Um, yeah. But in the in the graphic novels. she... She's died. It, the, he's already on edge when the apocalypse happens. Like he's already kind of a wreck. Um, yeah. And so um, and it was watching just watching her die. That was, you know, the pretty much and his guilt over um, some of his other stuff. But um, and in this, I mean, they have the whole storyline where really pre-apocalypse, he is not there for her. He's kind of a loser. Um, Although, even though he had lost his job teaching because of a a fight um, that he had had, um, she still stands by him over that cause it was, you know, and he gives a backstory about that too. Like some jerk in a bar was <laughs> ruining their song and he lost his uh, mind. Honestly, it's, uh,
0: it's not the most um, no, sympathetic it's not, story. It's
1: not the most sympathetic story. <laughs> um, and, and
0: she's kind of complicit in it, telling somebody to stop talking so she can listen to her song at a bar. Right. Like, it's like a nah, little weird. Dude.
1: That just doesn't happen. Sorry, um, but anyway, you know, we we hear we see a lot, and I have to say that the chemistry between the two actors, obviously for obvious reasons, is really good. Um, you do believe it, uh, and then she's got this whole, you know, the the cancer diagnosis, um, and the fact that he's just not there for her. Not only is he not there for her, but he's having an affair with her best friend, um, yeah. and that, that cold. is pretty rough. Um, and so. Like, I, but this whole storyline I thought was pretty tragic and horrible, you know, especially since he's still giving her treatments um, during all of this. She's so close, and then they have to find more. Um, so,
0: here's another timeline question I have for you. Since she is hearing reports of zombie attacks on the radio the day she gets her diagnosis, we don't get to see her go back for chemo treatments. Mm hmm. Uh, but he talks about having like figured it out or learned it and the pumps stuff when he's talking to Dr. Franklin later mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how did they have time for like chemo appointments? I mean my opinion is or my understanding of this is as soon as Z day happens, it's kicked off Any anybody who's dying in your community is coming back. There isn't like because everybody was infected I maybe maybe it was more gradual and spread. We'd, I guess that's not a completely answered question, but I just don't know how there's time for him to learn the ropes of, you know, administering chemo treatments from diagnosis day, which is also potentially Z day. Um, Yeah.
1: And in fact, I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this because I kind of thought that maybe he had been held up because, you know zombies um but then i agree i also thought the same thing but i think it's just one of those things you have to kind of think maybe it was a little bit more gradual in their area and they had enough time for at least to be able to figure this thing out and look um once he figures i think you can assume once he figures out or once they figure out she's got cancer he's and he even says he never sees janine again he's fully dedicated to her well um it's
0: also z day the day that they that that she uh, confronts him about the the affair so of course he's not going to see Janine again i don't know like yeah but, like but we that, don't
1: but clearly some like yeah. clearly, clearly they had to I, go
0: my my concept of how this thing unfolds is a little different from what they're talking about yeah
1: and i think that we have to assume that they did have to go back to the doctor that he did break it off with janine Um, and that there was, they had a little bit more time after she hears that broadcast on the radio and they are pretty far out, even their houses. So maybe it's that it hit the urban areas more quickly as we've even seen with the pandemic. Um, so maybe they were sheltered from it enough time to give them this. Um, and that's the other thing if she's got like, um, it looked like he was just putting stuff in her arms, but typically if you've got somebody, um, who's dealing with, like, cancer treatment. They put ports in to make it easier. So, um, I don't know. Maybe – so, there's all that stuff going on. Um, mm. But, you know, the the other interesting thing, though, about Negan in this is that he's a little bit – you know, he doesn't really like killing walkers. Th- this is yeah. a very different Negan. So, we're seeing him sort of – like,
0: I just don't want to get used to it. Right. And then it's <laughs> like, whoa.
1: Um, and
0: Lucille is the one telling – like, honestly, honestly – sh- even though she's, like, yelling at him for being a deadbeat and buying that jacket, she's also out there shooting zombies who are, you know, when, right. when that one zombie is kind of hard for him to beat. And she's telling him he has to go out there and take care of business. She's kind of a big driver for him.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, honestly, she even, you know, basically when when their refrigerator breaks and her chemo treatments are done, she's also the one that's like, look, we tried. But it just, it's not working. I'd rather have you hang out here with me while I die Um, than have you go on a wild goose. And it's a hard, tragic, and it's tragic and horrible. Um, And look, I don't know that she's wrong because he's got this really far fetched idea of finding this medical, like touring thing, which it's like, turns out
0: he's on the road for like six weeks weeks at least.
1: Like, she wouldn't have lasted that long anyway, and clearly didn't. Um, And, so honestly, I know he was waylaid by these pre-saviors. I guess is what I would call them. Um, but um, Balak's I don't. Vipers. Yeah, I don't know I that. Wonder what
0: kind of what that Easter egg is? Who's Balak? Why do we? I look, don't know. List that?
1: About? Probably we should have looked it up. But um, <laughs> but in any case, I just don't think she would. I don't think. I think the results still would have been the same because she just I, she seems like somebody that's going to go out on her own terms, which is what she did. Um, and. It's horrible when he comes home and finds her. That's just a like a nightmare. And the 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 way that they cut this together and the editing, I thought was amazing. Like the one shot with him sitting, he just can't bring himself to like do do her in. Um, and when he's sitting like on the foot inches of the bed, inches away from her, yeah. And she's just, like, kind of screaming or, or yelling or doing her walker thing. Um, also have to give uh, Lucille props for, you know, she she doesn't want to wander around the house, doesn't want to put him in danger. So she ties herself up because she knows what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like, you know, she is clearly a phenomenal individual and a very important motivator for him. Um, and that and-
0: note on the door I thought was extremely um, potent also. Like, please don't let me, please don't leave me like this. Yep. Oh god. Yeah, I can't even imagine the 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 grief. And what a scene for a husband and wife to have to play.
1: I know. But <laughs> but yeah, they they did it well um and yeah. then we see him, you know, the aftermath of this when he, you know, and then look, he he's left this this these people who were in the medical sort of caravan um, leaving them to at the mercy of this gang because he's going back to Lucille. So we yep. also we already see some moral gray areas here with him. Um, What's and, up
0: with the motorcycle gang letting him go? Though, yeah, too?
1: You, they wouldn't have, I don't think. But anyway.
0: I mean, maybe we're, we're still not that far into the apocalypse, six months or so, but it does feel like like an extremely reasonable thing for them to do to be like, all right, yep, thanks for your uh, information. bye,
1: but you know he as he's leaving, he knows that they have the people that were helping him. Laura is mm-hmm. clearly being assaulted inside the what, camper van or whatever it is and he just goes um but then when he comes back and I mean, you can see that he's he blames himself, but he's also blaming them because he feels like they held him up and whatever but um we see him becoming Negan here. And it's interesting because the doctor who helped him is clearly of the, you know, the team Rick or, or that kind of variety of people. Um, Laura, given exactly what you said, like is much more, a little less like that. She's kind of like, okay, well we just got to take care of business. Mm -hmm. Um, so it would be interesting to see a little bit more of this story to see what happens after. Um, we, you know, like it, because clearly the Doctor didn't make it, right? <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Very interesting. And honestly, this, like, I've already said it, but I kind of just wish that Laura hadn't died to Beta. I think there would be cool stuff to hear from oh, her story. Oh, God, yeah. Like, she's, the, she's basically the first member of the Saviors. She's his first disciple, possibly.
1: Well, and maybe it's because something happens more so to the Doctor. I don't know. Um, yeah. And maybe that for both of them they're like, well, this is the better way to do things because good people just get, like, Mm -hmm. trounced on. Um, And again, like, it's just one of those, I'm curious to see what happens. And it would have been cool to see her interactions with him now in Alexandria, right? Um, So I definitely Mm -hmm. felt like that was just a waste of a character because she was kind of a cool character that we never learned enough about. Um, It's a missed
0: opportunity, yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, but in any case, um, I obviously loved this episode because i love negan i really liked what they did with it um even if they did retrofit a few different things to it um but you know it was still got the
0: the 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 resolution of the episode as he comes out of his reverie of (laughs) of like his flashbacks and hits the zombie with the bat, and it breaks immediately. And he's so happy when he finds the bat, and I then know. he's so heartbroken when it breaks. And then he delivers that kind of sweet monologue to it right as he's before, right as he's about to burn it. Uh, and I, you know, and we've we've always known, or we've uh, we've known for a long time, that he uh, conflates his wife and the bat. Yep. Um, But I thought that that was a really good monologue to like send it off and send her off and to apologize to her memory and be like, I can't believe that I didn't stay with you and that you died on your own. And I thought that was really good.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, he's he's got he's resolved to get back into Alexandria to figure something out. And so that's what he does. And he basically tells Carol, Sorry. This isn't going to work. And then she she's like kind of like, oh, well, now I don't have to feel bad when Maggie kills you. <laughs> so um, I don't know. That was
0: the ultimate smarm from Carol. Oh, she's God. Just like, oh, I know. You know, now I have a clear conscience, so you're going to die. It, it is like super hardcore. And it doesn't seem 100 percent like the same Carol we were just watching Mm-mm. with the rat stuff and the soup. And and. but of course, it's Negan. So I think everybody's going to be a little different around him.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, but again, I thought it was a very strong episode. Yeah, um, and you know he's a fantastic character. I think he, I, I think uh, Jeffrey Lee Morgan is just an incredible actor, and so I, I just um, really enjoyed watching him. And I, it was very cool to see him and his wife together. They're they're pretty active on like Instagram and other stuff, so it was, it yeah. was definitely like a nice little touch to have them acting as you know husband and wife in this. Uh, so.
0: Okay, so in that case, uh, that sums up and and finally wraps up all 22 episodes of season 10 of Fear the Walking or not not fear, but of Walking Dead Prime. uh, It's penultimate season and uh, the next season, I think, will be coming out probably in October, at least if if um, the history is anything to uh, to go by. Uh, But now we've got Fear the Walking Dead. So join us for uh, the second half of the last season for that next week on Reanimated. And if you want to let us know what you think about, well, episode 21, which 31% of uh, people reviewed favorably <laughs> uh, and us too, because they don't count us on Rotten Tomatoes or well, they should, but they don't uh, let us know what you thought of that one and this one. And um, maybe we are two rose colored glasses with this, uh, with these four or six uh, extra episodes. But, you know, it's the end of a year long pandemic. And I think we were all kind of pretty psyched to get back on the show. Uh, but you can do that on Twitter at ReanimatedPCast. Our email is reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com, and our show notes will be at reanimatedpodcast.com.
1: And until next time, ciao. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye bye.